Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Is this real life? Is this just fantasy? <laughs> Caught on video. No escape from reality. I don't know about you, Pat, but ever since I have heard or saw that Project Veritas video that dropped last night, the second part of their Pfizer COVID expose, it is the only thing that has been running through my head. Literally, I, I turned to my wife 30 seconds after watching that video and go and went, um, I don't know about you, but I cannot get Bohemian Rhapsody out of my head right now. <laughs> and within five minutes of that, some brilliant individual already memed the ever-loving crap out of it, and James O'Keefe tweets that meme out. Folks, if you have not seen this video yet, um, we're, we're just going to play it up front. Um, so before we get into that, of course, you know the drill by now. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni. This is Critical Thinking. All right. So, like I said, we're going to play this video because if you have yet to see it, we're we're only going to play about a minute of it. This thing goes on for about 10 minutes. 6 minutes of like the actual encounter, right? Oh, yeah. And then it's true. it's the aftermath after it. Mm. Um, there are so many great moments in this video. It is the most insane, unhinged thing I have ever witnessed. And I mean ever. Like, this is more unhinged and insane than that chair fight in the Waffle House a few months ago, Pat. You remember that video? Where the Waffle House oh, yeah. lady literally is just, like, matrixing the, uh, the chairs being thrown at her? Mm -hmm. Probably more insane than anything I have ever seen. Hey there. Is this seat taken? You work for Pfizer. My question for you is why does Pfizer want to hide from the public the fact oh that they're God. mutating the COVID viruses? Is this real life? I'm literally a yeah. liar. What, I was what trying to impress a person on a date What's your by question? lying. Please, this is please, absurd. Please, please don't touch me. Well, this is not, by the way, why don't, are you doing don't this? tell anybody. Someone who's just working at a company to literally yeah. help the public. You You really did. Please read the cost. I've seen this part of the video a thousand times and I can never stop laughing because if you're watch, if you're not watching on our rumble channel, you need to be doing so rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Uh, if you're listening via podcast, um, what you did not witness, if you have not seen this video is there's a cameraman in a red jacket and he is holding a pretty expensive camera rig on a monopod. So he is holding it in his right hand, his dominant hand, more than most likely. Right, Pat? 
Because that's exactly what I would be doing. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't hold something like that in my non-dominant hand if I could help it. Right. And then he takes his left hand and literally, like, like Mortal Kombat style, just strikes the guy across the room. <laughs> Well, they're trying he to get him, him away from halfway across the room. Just launches him, right? And they're they're trying to get him away because he 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 stole the iPad from the Project Veritas team. Was trying to destroy it, mm-hmm. and so they're trying to get that back from him. Which I think, if I remember correctly, he ultimately did break it. No, he didn't. They got it back. Oh well, they, they did get it back. But I think I thought James O'Keefe said later that he that they oh did he break probably it. broke it. But whatever, you think they would have just stored it on the iPad alone, like. What is that going to do, oh, right? No. But the there's irrational. No is this real life? Now, what you didn't see in this video, because this is the opening sequence, and then they play the entire interaction, which lasts about six minutes. Um, and, and they go on to play that entire interaction later. But there's a portion of that where you see him say that I feel unsafe right now. Right yeah. before that, he is counting the number of white people that are in the room to tell the uh, dispatcher on the phone that he feels unsafe. One, two, three, four, five. There are five white people in the room, and I'm a black man, and I feel unsafe. <laughs> what? What? What does this have to do with anything that is going on right now? <laughs> what is I going mean, on right now? Is this real life? Um, I, I don't know if you... So I was listening to Tim Pool last night, and he actually had a great point on this. Mm-hmm. It is theoretically possible that this guy was just on a date and he was lying to impress a date it is theoretically possible sure it's also theoretically possible that i would go on a date and uh and to impress a girl tell her that i'm president of the united states of america well yeah but but the kicker of this is is like why the level of freak out if you have nothing to hide why are you freaking out? Why not just go up to James O'Keefe and be like, hey, man, I lied about this entire thing. Absolutely. Or this alternatively, is- alternatively, why not just go up to James O'Keefe and be like, hey, uh, yeah, this all all the stuff at Pfizer is actually being discussed and going on. I, I was saying this because I'm nervous. I, I, I have conscious right. objections about it. Right, and right, I, I, right. I don't know what to do. And. Now to, you to can't you point. can't rationalize the irrational, and this was a totally irrational response. Right. So right. I, I don't want to go down that road uh, because this is obviously irrational. But I mm. also couldn't help shake the fact that, as I said on Twitter this morning, I, I still, as I wake up, can't. I, I'm pretty sure I watched both an episode of Cheaters and To Catch a Predator all in six minutes. Well, yeah, that because we got the reaction of somebody from cheaters right up front. Yeah, right? like yeah. what is this? Don't film me. I'm a liar. And and then you know, and then it switches over to the I'm a liar, right? Of the to catch a predator uh, response. <laughs> like what well, the he hell is going on? He mentioned that you can't film people like this. Actually, yeah, actually, you can. can. Yeah, especially because number one, you were in a public place, and number two, um, you were on a date. this is ridiculously awesome on so many levels now the other part of this that that isn't shown in this part is that he attempts to claim that he never worked at pfizer right i don't work at pfizer i work for a consulting firm now people have dug into boston consulting by the way which is allegedly where he used to work before he started working for pfizer but we already know the interwebs is forever, right? He is the director of research for COVID, for mRNA. He is the director of research. He is not some low-level, you know, middle management type dude. He is probably third or fourth on the rung when it comes to handling mRNA vaccinations and uh, study and research on that, okay? And furthermore, Boston Consulting Group has a very curious relationship with Pfizer, and more importantly, a very curious relationship with uh, not existing as a shell corp, if you will. Hmm. So, yeah, he might have had a, a consulting gig, but you don't become the director of mRNA research at Pfizer as a consultant. That is not how that happens, not at all. 
So he's an absolute liar from that perspective. He's right. He's a liar. But at the same time, if I'm going to lie to impress a date, like of all the things, like also, if you thought you were on a date, this is the weirdest date conversation of all time. Am I right, Pat? Yeah. I mean, nothing it says like I'm going to impress my date like talking about mRNA vaccinations and mutated COVID monkeys. Um, did you by chance? Uh, so like, like, so he's he claims he he doesn't work for Pfizer, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you by chance think that uh, he has a job today at Pfizer? Well, Pfizer's Pfizer has clammed up completely on this, and I don't blame them necessarily. But oh yeah, right, like, that's as they should. But mm-hmm. now speaking of this video, and more importantly, the very first video, Pat, we we are changing up how we do our Friday episodes. We are going to go from. Um, best story and worst story to best and worst takes of the week because I think it's important for us to be able to talk about what other people are are doing beyond what we do, right? Because we do a lot of original thinking and a lot of of questioning of things all week long. And so we're going to take a look at what other people are saying and doing uh, when it comes to the world writ large. And my best take this week, Pat, has to do with um, this entire situation. And it comes from our friend Steve Dace, uh, f- you know, guest of this program in the past. And he pointed out on uh, yesterday the quote or the hashtag directed evolution video from at project underscore Veritas is a tipping point. Over the next few days, scour every conservative media, host, platform, celebrity you know. If they have ignored this, then at that point, they may be, be they may be beyond hope. Kick the dust off your sandals and move on. And I, I wanted to get your thoughts here because for me, this is the absolute truth. There, this is this is that um that watershed moment. Like there, <clears throat> there, there are no two sides to this story, right? There are either this is the truth. Or it's complete falsehood. But like I said to my wife, and I've said this to you, Project Veritas does not come out with this video without verification. Right? They don't do that. Why? Because they've been through all the FBI raids and the lawsuits and, and the DOJ and all of those things. They know this. They they have covered their ass so well in the past when it comes to making sure they've got all their, you know, I's dotted, T's crossed, you know, everything that you could possibly have in order before they release any of these things. I I just, it, let me be clear on this. If you are in quote unquote conservative media, it doesn't matter what you believe about the, the COVID vaccine itself does not matter. If you are in conservative media, there's no way in the blue hell you are stand. You should be standing on the sideline of uh, directed evolution is a thing that we should be going down. This is the road that we should be going down. Directed evolution of viruses and mutations within God's creation, because monkeys are part of God's creation, by the way. If you are silent on this topic, on this. You're not on our side. And our side is the side of sanity. This is a this is insane versus sane. This is unethical versus ethical. This is standards versus no standards. And if we don't set standards as a society, we're doomed to fail. And yes, as a libertarian, what is my viewpoint, Pat? Right? <clears throat> It's very simple. You have a right to do what you want to do in your personal life as long as it does not affect me or the other people that are around you. But once it does, you cease to have the right to do just whatever you want. There are standards. And I'm sorry, mutating COVID viruses in monkeys is a standard that would affect us at some point in time. So, yeah, um, no, 
Which, by the way, if, if all of this is true, then that that then that's ultimately the point, is it not? Um, Look, even if this is something that is the theoretical, hypothetical viewpoint, mm-hmm. I want to be clear on this. As long as that theoretical, hypothetical viewpoint was shut the hell down, cool. But that's not what we kind of got the hint of in this other video, right? This other right. video hints that this is a serious conversation going on. Right. And and to be clear, no one is saying that that Pfizer is guilty. Project Veritas did not come out and, and say anyone's guilty here. It, it, it is a matter of, hey, this is what you said on video. Can you elaborate? That That's literally all it was. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not they're not accusing anyone of anything they are just saying hey we have this on video we want to elaborate we want you to elaborate on this is this actually going on they're investigating this and And, and to my point yesterday pat this is this is where congress needs to step in after this video. right that's where i was going next and congress in, in the the power of that investigative committee right that church committee right to all right hold up wait a minute your emails, right? This guy's emails, Pfizer executive emails, everybody involved with this. Where are the meeting minutes? Let we, I'm sorry. Yes, you you are a private company, right? Mm-hmm. However, you have to obtain a business license, correct? Not, not to mention they are administering drugs to the general public. Right. So we have a right to understand what is going on when it comes to the things that are being administered or in the future administered. So we're going to do this and we're going to start these Nuremberg trials real quick, real fast, because this shit ain't happening. So for me, Pat, Steve Dace's point, take a look if they're even paying attention to this story, because if they're not, they're not on your side. If they're not, chances are they're actually on the other side. And what do I mean by the other side of this? What I mean on the other side of this is they're more interested in in their pocketbook than the truth. And anybody who is more interested in making that choice is not worth listening to anymore. And I and I bring this up, and, and that's what Steve's point is. What what say you? Because this for me is the best take I I could have come up with this week. Well, I mean, it, it is a very good take. Um the, the bottom line for me is this. I mean, this is this story, true or not, this is about getting to the truth at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, like there, there, there are ideas out there that have been presented that, hey, um, we need to know the truth. Is this actually happening or not? Right. We deserve and, to know that because and, of, of all of the uh, things that have happened in the last three years, the jab has come out and it's been incredibly – at least appears to be incredibly harmful to the general public. We deserve to know if that's true. We deserve to know if and investigate all of these claims. And if this is coming out from Pfizer, where they're looking at doing these things, we deserve to know. And if you're not a part of the, the team that is trying to find out the truth, then then what the hell good are you? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and let me be clear on this part too, Pat. In the past, right, we've had these theoretical discussions as a society. We talk about eugenics. We talk about all of these other things, right? Notice what is not mentioned in polite company anymore. That used to be, right? The idea right. of eugenicists, the idea of what took place to um, JFK's sister, right? We don't do that to people anymore unless it's absolutely an extreme necessity, Right. We're not lobotomizing people in mass. We're not throwing them into sanitariums and abusing them in mass. Does it happen in nursing homes or other settings at, at times? Yeah, you're right. It does. And that speaks to our own sinfulness and our own inhumanity to another person. Um, I, I just – I want to be clear that the easiest thing to – the easiest disinfectant to terrible ideas is their exposure to sunlight. That's what we did with eugenicism. That's what we did with communism. That's what we've done with all these terrible ideas of that mankind has come up with. You can go all the way back to Adam and Eve, right? 
the sunlight of their sin exposed themselves, right? And so we, we can go all the way back there if we wanted to. The point of this is that this is also exposing those who are not on the side of exposing truth and understanding truth. They're on the side of dollars and cents first. And a great example of this, Pat, I just happened to look this up because I would expect one of the biggest conservative talkers, one of the biggest conservative media individuals in the entire land to be at the top of their game right now, considering the fact that they've been front and center and embroiled in one of the biggest uh, brouhaha's in media lately. And I'm talking about Ben Shapiro, okay? Arguably, over the last decade, one of the leading voices of the conservative media movement, right? And he largely built his reputation off of exposing this type of stuff, talking about it, writing about it, doing all of these things. I, I went back, looked at his show notes from yesterday, Pat. Question for you. Is it one of the three biggest stories that conservative media should be covering? I can make an argument that it is not the number one. Anything. So I know there's a lot of people that want to talk like general politics, election stuff. We're not even close to that stuff right now. Mm -hmm. The most important thing that is going on in in America today is everything that's going, uh, going on with this jab the sudden adult death syndrome and all that stuff. And anything that is related to it is important. This would be related to that. Therefore, make it one of the most important stories. Explosive way. Okay. Right. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, Ben Shapiro show, this broke at what? Eight o'clock central time. So 9 p.m. Eastern time, right? Plenty of time for Ben Shapiro and his staff to input this into the show. Correct. Plenty of time. He doesn't do a show until, I think, 11 o'clock uh, Eastern time, 10 a.m. Central time, somewhere around there. Something like that. I I, 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 I don't really know. Uh, yeah. But he, that's neither here nor there. The point of the matter is this. Plenty of time to input it into a show. Not a single mention in the notes. Not anything in his upfront, what are the three topics I'm covering, right, that he's kind of infamous for, right? Kind of the blueprint uh, setup of how other shows introduce you to what's going on in the show. Not a single mention of it. And I thought to myself, well, that's kind of odd. Considering this is that big of a topic and an absolutely insane concept, right? He's willing to go there when it comes to gender theories, insanity. He's willing to go there when it comes to... um, critical race theory when it comes to schools, right? He's willing to go down that route. I mean, mm-hmm. they funded uh, Chris Rufo, right, in the um, exposés that he has done throughout education um, over the last year and a half, right? He's the one that they they funded his ability to expose uh, Loudoun County, right, and, and what was going on there. Okay. Not only did he not mention it once on his show, I went through his Twitter timeline. I went all the way back six days, Pat. Nothing. Not one mention of the most explosive story. And to give you an idea of how explosive this is, Pat, the the original video, as of lit, as of just before the second video came out, had 16 million views. 16 million views on Twitter. Uh, I just saw on Twitter that it it was the most watched Project Veritas video of all time. Mm -hmm. Yep, 16 million views in less than 24 hours. Do you know how hard that is to accomplish? Furthermore, last night, right after this story broke, they also did a Twitter space thing for about two and a half, almost three hours. Last night, Mm -hmm. I tuned in closer to the last hour of it. Mm -hmm. There were over 15,000 people tuning in on Twitter spaces. And if you haven't figured out Twitter spaces, it's basically a a place where people can make uh, discussion and do different topics. Right. And they Mm -hmm. can have different speakers in the space so they could have multiple people. Um, 
and it's more of like a um a podcast type thing, right? Yeah. And it's very interesting. You can do it on literally any topic. At like eleven o'clock central time, ten thirty central time. They have almost fifteen thousand people. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's all I've got to say about that. So for me, this is a great example of this. How in the hell is supposedly one of the biggest thought leaders of the conservative movement named Ben Shapiro not even mentioning, not a sniff, not a whiff, no nothing? Now, I'll give him credit. On the Daily Wire website, it is the second topic uh, on their website, but that's because they're forced to talk about it on the website. It's not good enough to just bring it to your website. It is more important for you to use your voice to expose this. There should be no no quarter for this. None. There should be this should be no doubt about it. We're talking about it. But instead, why are they not, Pat? Here are the two reasons why Ben Shapiro and his ilk are not talking about this topic. We already know something that you're likely to discuss, I believe, in your best story of the week that their business model is hell-bent on the advertising money that they get off of YouTube. And what will they not allow on YouTube? Discussion like this about the the mutated COVID monkeys, right? They're never going to allow that discussion. Oh, hell no, demonetize that video, right? And Mm -hmm. there goes their ability to make money. That is the Steven Crowder point, that the largest point that Steven Crowder is making. You are... you, You are... Not building your own ecosystem. Your ecosystem is not built off of people interacting with you directly. Your the largest part of your ecosystem is still bent off of kowtowing to big tech. Okay. This is the greatest example of that. They will not touch this topic on the Ben Shapiro show one way or the other, by the way. Whether it is on the they're not going to demonetize on Apple Podcasts, so they won't talk about it, right? They won't talk about it on on any platform that they're going to spread for free. Okay. Secondly, the second reason is because what was Ben Shapiro's stance up until about five minutes ago when it came to the COVID jabs? Get the jab. Get the jab. Get the jab. But hey, we're just against the mandates. Still get the jab. The jab is effective. It is. It it will it'll help you when it, you know not get into the hospital. How 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 do you know how 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 how? I, I mean, I would be interested to see. I mean, and I think you're right. I don't think this comes up on Ben Shapiro at all, but I, I would be interested to see if he even mentions it today on his show. I mean, I, here's how you mention it. You mention the insanity, right? Right. You, you mention the second video. You don't mention the first, but that, but that's not good enough. That's not even close to good enough, Pat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you were choosing dollars and cents over truth, if you were choosing big tech overlords, over truth. The time for choosing is over. Here's the thing, right? The Daily Wire got to a million monthly subscribers a few months ago, right? That's That was the big fourth quarter news that came out of their, their town hall, right? How did they do it? By positioning themselves as that alternative, right? We're going to create entertainment. We're going to create products that you want to consume. We're going to we're going to cap, we are literally going to market to this crowd and tell them we want your dollar. Give us your money, give us your money, give us your money. But at the same time, they are unwilling to pursue the truth. They are unwilling to decouple themselves from their cash cow right now. They're unwilling to take the financial risk. That's the point. Yes, they're taking some financial risk in, in plowing money into entertainment and movies and, and XYZ. I understand that. But what they're trying to tell you is that because we're doing that, we also have to cater to this other business. And, and then once we get that entertainment dollar flowing and going, we'll, we'll decouple ourselves. No, you won't. You don't have any way to uh, figure out advertising. You have no way to, to monetize the free content that you're already giving out. You, you, you're only... Avenue would be the the monthly subscription rate, right? Right. And and to your point here, the the second video from Project Veritas that we just covered, 
it's really like if you're only going to cover that one, it's fundamentally pointless without the first one. The first one right. provides. I, I don't disagree with everything. you, but yeah, but there, but there, I guarantee you, Ben Shapiro will be able to talk about this on his show today because why? He doesn't have to mention COVID once. He can just talk about the insanity of this individual. That's it. That's all he has to cover. All right. With that having been said, Pat, it is time for you to give us your best take of the week. So my, my best take of the week is actually going to come out of um, uh, Tim Cast, Tim Pool. Mm. Um, and, and so by now, you've alluded to this, and I, I'm sure everyone's you know that's been paying attention has heard of this by now, is the feud that's going on between Stephen Crowder and the Daily Wire um, that's been happening really over the last week. Mm-hmm. or so now right so right i don't want to go down necessarily the the feud in of itself um whatever side you're on is whatever side you're on i i i can see both sides i also think both mm-hmm. sides screwed up um and made mistakes here so <clears throat> tim pool had steven crowder on i think it was monday show um and had an interview about what what happened and why why he started stop big con what was going on between him and the daily wire and steven crowder just laid it all out there of what actually happened and about a week before that i think tim had candace owens on and she gave her take on it and she she works with the daily wire right so um so he's been incredibly fair um to both sides about this issue and trying to get answers but what, what I appreciated from him is that he came down on the Daily Wire in terms of like, hey, you know, if you're going to demonetize somebody on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, all this stuff for because, you know, you're, you're violating their standards and topics of what you can and can't talk about, talk about being COVID, especially on YouTube. All right. And you're going to you're going to demonetize somebody for that. Um you're hurting them and you're hurting the movement, right? You're hurting the conservative movement because if we're, if we're trying to stand up to big tech, then we, we actually need to stand up to big tech. <clears throat> you can't, you can't play in both pools. You either, you either pick a side and, and play that side or you don't. And, and, I, and that, that's kind of where the daily wire to your point where the daily wire is. It's like they, they've chosen Hey, you know, this is where we make a lot of our money. And I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. But at the same time, you can't you can't claim one thing and then do the, do the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then and then on on the other hand. I appreciated this from Tim Pool as well, because Stephen you know, recorded his conversations between him and Jeremy Boring, and, and it was a way for him to bring receipts. Right. And to bring things to light. So on some level, I understand it. <clears> However, <throat> if you're friendly with somebody, you typically don't do this. I would also argue, though, that if if you are friendly towards Steven Crowder, you don't offer him this kind of deal either. Yeah, this isn't this isn't yeah. a deal friends make. Here's the so, here's the deal. I, I'm just going to say this about that recording. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Boring is the one who made it about business and business only. Right. Okay, let's right. be real about that. Jeremy Boring is the one who gave them this con this uh, terms sheet. Okay, not not right. an actual contract, a terms sheet to be negotiated. Right, and made it all about the business model of the Daily Wire. Okay, so I don't feel bad for them one iota because no, <clears throat> here's the rub. My my responsibility, if I'm Steven Crowder, is to myself and my staff. It is not to Jeremy Boring and his business interests, okay? Right. So you cannot make it about business. This is the problem that I've had with this entire argument all along is that – and Steven Crowder was dead right on this. At first, it was all about the numbers in the business, right? And how dare right. you turn down $50 million, and then it became personal. Well, which one is it? Right. Which pick a lane here. Pick a lane. Right. Is it because you you were personally offended or because um, you, you can't believe somebody turned down 50 million dollars? And by the way, it's not 50 million dollars either, which is Crowder's point. It's really about twelve and a half million dollars when you get down to brass tacks of paying his staff, doing all the things, because guess right. what? That 50 million dollars is a licensing fee. Basically, they're paying him to license the show and he is the one paying. If they were to do a production um 
deal. It would look different than that, right? right. They wouldn't be paying them, but they'd be paying them probably a per show deal, right? So if you produce 192 shows a year at X amount dollars per show, here's what you, Stephen Crowder, are making. Gerald and all the rest of the staff there don't make dick, right? Right. So as we take a look at all of these things, my biggest problem with this argument of how dare he record this conversation is how dare they do this crap business deal with a supposed friend? And if I'm Stephen Crowder, what recourse do I have? What recourse do you have in a negotiation if not, hey, by the way, I have you on tape. Now, and this could have been used, by the way, in private, right? By the way, yeah. I have this on tape. You said this to me, right? Let's play it back. You said this to me. Here's what you said to me because I can't trust that you're in good faith negotiating a business deal. That's what Stephen Crowder was really doing here. And they, and then he exposed it publicly after they continued to lie to him. That's mm-hmm. really what went on here. But Right. And I, I, I don't disagree. It's just it's. Neither side can really, I think, at the end of the day, I mean, there was. Yeah, Tim Pool's take is is really good here in that there you can both sides this and and still come down on liking the Daily Wire and liking uh, Stephen Crowder. And, And I think that's the important thing here. But I'm also beginning to start to question if the Daily Wire is really in the movement anymore. It. Have they gone the Hannity route? And by that, I mean they're more interested in their own dollars and cents than they are in furthering conservatism, furthering libertarian conservative thought. Are they interested in that? My argument would be that in some respects, yes, because you don't produce what is a woman. You don't produce some of these other things without that, right? But right. But, but they're only doing it to certain topics. I mean, it's it's okay to make money. I I don't, I don't want. I don't. There's want nothing wrong with that. But the, yeah. But it is how this is being done right. that is gross and gross grotesque, because we are inside the baseball field, right? We we right. understand the inside baseball that's going on here. And you know, great example is this. And my trying to trying to have that conversation with my wife, right, Pat? Mm-hmm. It. Understanding why Steven Crowder would be upset with the term sheet, right? Versus, well, yeah, the Daily Wire wants to make money. Right. You're correct. There are ways to do that in which you also are not harmful because not everybody has the power of Steven Crowder, right? Not everybody. So the person who you might be on that salary-based thing and then you demonetize or whatever, and suddenly you have a 110% penalty, in which case you are having to throw more money out of your own pocket into that. No. Now, with that having been said, Pat, it is time to play a little bit of the B or not the B. Are you ready? Oh, let's play. All right. Hit that headline on me at least one time. All righty. Today's headline. Schiff Swalwell demoted to House Party Planning Committee. <laughs> Schiff Swalwell demoted to House Party Planning Committee. Huh. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question when you're thinking about that Andrew Coppins. Folks, we, we've we've talked a lot about what's going on with Project Veritas and Stephen Crowder, the Daily Wire, in the last little bit. Honestly, we don't want to insult you. You don't have to agree with everything that we say. However, when it comes to doing good business, find companies, find people that, that won't insult you and that are willing to do business with you, like Coffee Brand Coffee. I'm being dead serious about this. This is um, a, a really good company that's just trying to make a good product. You can believe whatever you want to believe in at the end of the day. You can hold whatever principles and values you want to hold at the end. Of the, they don't care. They just want to make a good product. That's it. That's what they are in business for is to do something good for general society. And that is to make a good product. All you need to do. To participate in this product is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Find a flavor. If you're a coffee drinker, find a flavor that you really like if you haven't tried them before. And pick out that flavor and have it. It'll be shipped directly to you. It'll be fresh. Everything is fresh batched, packaged, shipped directly to you. 
So you go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, use the promo code critical thinking at checkout, get 5% off your purchase. Mm-hmm. It'll be awesome. And if you're not, if you're not a coffee drinker, they've got tea, they've got hot chocolate. They've also got swag and other things that you can get too. Um, so if you're interested in that kind of stuff, but go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code critical thinking at checkout and get 5% off your purchase today. All right. Schiff Swalwell demoted to House Party Planning Committee. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppinger answer. Well, on a Fish Fry Friday, I appreciate the softball to end the week. This is obviously the Babylon B. You are correct, sir. This is the Babylon B. Great. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy announced he was demoting representatives Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff from the House from the powerful House Intelligence Committee to join Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on the lesser-known House Party Planning Committee. Their main focus will be planning birthday parties, seasonal potluck celebrations for the upcoming congressional term. This is a very prestigious committee assignment, McCarthy said, while trying to suppress a snicker. Representative George Santos has a birthday coming up, and I've asked and I've tasked these three with with planning a little get-together in the congressional break room. Sources say that despite their bruised egos, the trio got right to work planning the party. Schiff decorated the break room with a tasteful banner made of balloons he blew up himself, along with large sign reading, It's Your Birthday. AOC hired a soft pretzel vendor and volunteered to serve drinks, citing her extensive experience as part-time bartender before joining Congress. Unfortunately, disaster soon struck as Swalwell Swalwell tripped over the the errant balloon and spilled the entire uh, vat of famous homemade chili on AOC's white pantsuit. You've ruined the party and... My woman's suffrage outfit yelled sobbing AOC and she ran from the room. I'm literally dead. At publishing time, McCarthy was forced to cancel the party for unrelated reasons as he found out that Republican representative Santos had lied about the date of his birthday. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. Uh- I'll say this: the 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 backup story I had for best take of the week was McCarthy's takedown of, um, of the media trying to hound him for Swalwell and Schiff being kicked off the House Intelligence Committee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I would argue that um, to be a member of the House Intelligence Community or Committee, you actually have to have intelligence, and then more importantly, take, um, I don't know, national security seriously. But that's neither here nor there. If you haven't seen it yet, go check out McCarthy's takedown of reporters who dared to question (laughs) taking down Schiff and Swalwell off of that committee. All right. That having been said, Pat, it is time for your worst story of the week. And uh, I believe it is this. And yes, we have dark chapters, chapters like when the St. Louis during the Holocaust sailed to our shores and was turned around where folks were sent back to those horrors and many died. So this is uh, Rep- or Senator Cory Booker. And what he's doing, he's comparing illegal immigrants being deported under Title 42 to turning away Jews fleeing the Holocaust. <clears throat> no. Right. Um, this is pretty self-explanatory. This is not the same thing, not even close to the same thing. You have people breaking a law versus people fleeing a very, 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 very bad genocidal maniac in Europe. So and, and, and more importantly, they're not attempting to come here illegally. Legally. And then secondly, Pat, um, enforcement of our immigration laws, whether you disagree with them or agree with them, is not the same. Why did they turn these people away during World War II, you might ask? Um, Because of our actual immigration law at the time, we ended up changing it. That's how this works. If you don't like the the system as it is, 
change it. Go oh. ahead and attempt to. This is the problem we've had with Congress for 20, 30, 40 years. Ever since Ronald Reagan signed that that uh, comprehensive bill in, was it 82 or 83? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't do the second half of what he wanted you to do. He gave the asylum, right? Gave the amnesty, I should say, not the asylum. Gave the amnesty, and then you didn't do the second part, your job in Congress. So we've been doing the same thing, spinning the same wheel for 40 freaking years at this point. All right. That being said, Pat, um, I I just, that's insane. That's just a stupid take on on all levels. Politicians, unless it is a literal situation stop comparing anything to the holocaust just just a little bit of advice now uh, um i'm gonna i'm gonna stick in the world of politics for my worst take as well because um what would be worse than anything what could be worse not worst what could be worse than anything that comes out of the mouth of joseph marionette biden what what could it be Nothing. I have no intention of letting the Republicans wreck our economy, nor does anybody around this table, in my view. And again, we're going to speak about continuing our support for Ukraine. And uh, it's an idea that has bipartisan support, like some of what we passed had bipartisan support. And uh, so we're going to speak about nominations going forward quickly. Uh, (laughs) What? I have never, ever in my entire life seen a more bad faith statement than that from the president. You don't get to the negotiating table. You don't get to passing legislation. You don't get to raising a debt ceiling. You don't get to a budget. You don't get anywhere. By attempting to suggest that the other side of this has bad faith efforts, right? I have no intentions of letting them wreck our economy. Our economy is in the ditch, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's already wrecked. Now, the suggestion is, well, in the fourth quarter, the numbers suggest that we saw an uptick. Right, except for now we're seeing an absolute massive layoff situation. We're seeing Mm -hmm. the druthers of unemployment uh, being too low. By the way, there is such a thing as too low unemployment. We're not churning over enough jobs. And ironically, the jobs that are being lost are going to be sucked up by the people who need work. So that that's part of the problem. We're still seeing inflationary pressure. We're likely to see it even more. I just I'm failing to understand how this is a a good thing. This is an absolutely awful take. Not to mention that many Republicans have been right there with him when it comes to raising the debt ceiling and being locked up with a large part of his economic policies in the past. This also coming from the guy who told us that we were never giving tanks or soldiers or anything to Ukraine. And And as we speak right now, the M1 Abrams tanks are being delivered to Ukraine. Hmm. Okay. Yep. You want to talk about uh, you want to talk about faith and you want to talk about negotiation right there. How do I negotiate with a liar? That, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, literally, um, hey, um, yes, Mr. If I'm Kevin McCarthy, yes, Mr. President. Oh, okay. You're a liar. Yeah. So until you stop lying about me, about our our positions, and more importantly, about where the United States of America is or or what the United States of America is or isn't going to do, I can't have any faith in our negotiations. So you need to show me faith before I can do anything. It's just that simple. And I, I just, I, I, don't, I don't know where you go from that. Well, they're going to wreck our economy. What? what? So, so the suggestion is because somebody has a different viewpoint on the economy. So, the only people I would argue that are about to wreck our economy are the actual avowed socialists that surround you, Mr. President, because that is exactly their intention. Destroy, rebuild in their image. How will we go down that road? Would that mm. would that be would that be worthwhile in a negotiation? Hell no. 
All right, but before we leave today's program, Pat, uh, we, we have got to crown a brand new Richard of the Week. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. And with that, who are the four nominees this week for Richard of the Week? Well, um, I'm, I'm going to pull a slight audible on you on, on at least one of the nominees here from what we previously talked about. But uh, we're going to start with Joseph Marionette Biden for the clip that you just played. Because that was a very bad faith statement from from our president, demented president of the United States. But uh, Dementia, uh, and then we also have I'm sorry, what dementia? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we also have the uh, Project Veritas guy. Um, and if you've been watching the show the last couple of days, you'll know exactly who we're talking about. And for the reasons of what we're talking about, the the, the Pfizer director um, and his comments on the mRNA vaccine, what they're doing. He, he's he, he does have a name, Pat. I can't remember his name. Jordan Tristan Walker. Thriston, excuse me. Okay, okay. Well, uh, I could remember his name, okay? Jordan um, Thriston Walker. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and then we also have Kamala Harris um, for her comments on abortion. What, what, what would she say? Uh, well, um, she was basically talking about how re Republicans in this country are trying to ban abortion nationwide and how it's wrong and um that, that they're even looking at banning it from the point of conscious or conception so um yeah um literally advocating for women to be able to kill their own kids is basically what she was doing hmm, okay there, there's so we've got uh, kamala harris joe biden hmm. jordan thurston walker and whom Eric Swalwell. Oh, whoa, oh, oh boy. Chinese lover? Yeah. Chinese lover boy? Yeah. Okay. Why? I believe they were for his comments of being kicked off the uh, intelligence committee. Oh, you mean that uh, you ain't seen nothing yet? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, so basically threatening Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, that's pretty Richard. So who wins the Richard of the Week? Jordan Tristan Walker. Total Richard. Total Richard. And with that, Pat, do you have any final thoughts on this week or today's program? Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. Have a good weekend. And uh, let's keep paying attention to what comes out from Project Veritas. I guarantee you there's probably going to be more coming out very soon. And to that point, but you shouldn't even necessarily be paying attention to that. Pay attention to who is and isn't talking about it, as Steve yeah. Day said, because it is time to allow those people to kick sand and pound rocks in your life. All right. With that said, please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals this weekend. And as always, Matthew 547.